Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters. Today, I welcome Kate One to the show, and before I bring her on, I'm just going to tell you a little bit more about her. With over 15 years behind her, Kate has been a leading businesswoman worldwide. She has worked in four countries and also dominated in her role opening multiple businesses with responsibilities, including managing profitability, recruiting, mentoring, coaching, and training. Kate has also organized, facilitated, or spoken at over 50 speaking engagements, conferences, seminars, and meetings in one year with some of these events pushing the 1,000 mark held around the world. Be there five participants or 500, Kate comes with the same action-packed methods to increase your productivity and equip you with the skills to inspire yourself and others to step up and be a leader who is courageously Real. So welcome, Kate, to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Thank you, Kraylin. It's a, it's a joy to be here. Yay. And I'm, I'm so excited because it looks like you have a breadth of experience. I feel like I'm getting more of an international base now, and it's because <laughs> of speakers like you. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear about where you've been doing your work. Um, so, and I'm going to ask you to kind of fill in the blanks as you kind of talk about your story and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Why, thank you. <laughs> um, I guess my story with getting out of my own damn way actually started when I was really young. I would probably describe myself as a bit of a dreamer. And uh, I grew up in Australia, or I'm Australian, and have been there for the majority of my life. But uh, when I was young, I always had these dreams of traveling. And it wasn't a matter of if I was going to travel or how I was going to travel. I just always knew that I would. Mm-hmm. And I just, I guess I just made it happen. I had that, without knowing what I was doing, I had a vision of what I wanted to do with my life and just took the steps to make it happen. Nice. Well, how exciting. Yeah. I mean, and isn't that great when you kind of have that? So I'm, I'm going to guess because you're a guest on this show, that it wasn't kind of a straight line from point A to point B? <laughs> no, not always a straight line from point A to point B, is it? No. no. Uh, well, one of the things is that even though, and I teach my whole business, is about stepping up to be a courageous leader, um, but to be incredibly real. And that's what I'm teaching and that's what my business is today. I'm a leadership coach and I work with people developing their personal brand or their executive presence, but really stepping up to the person they need to be. But by doing that, you have to just be more of yourself. So you've got to find out who you really are and then be able to amplify that and take it up a notch so that others want to follow you. So for me, the thing is that I have done that multiple times over in my life, Mm -hmm. but it's not easy for me to do it. Um, And I guess that's the part of where it comes about being real. I've done so many different things, whether it came down to traveling or opening my own business or standing up on that stage or, um, you know, writing a a book. I I had an award-winning e-book. Every single one of those (laughs) took me to get out of my own way because Mm -hmm. I actually think I had more fear. (laughs) I sometimes wonder, like, is it normal that that, that I'm able to walk through that to get to the other point and just do what I want to do? 
Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it really takes some inside dialogue and talking and working out what's going to be the best. And, you know, I really have to just get out of my own head, which I am able to do. And I just uh, then can move forward. Well, that's great. And, I, you know, I think that there's a lot of people out there who can relate to being a dreamer. Um, uh-huh. I can, I'm one of them. and But also relating to kind of having those stuck points of, you know, mm-hmm. you have a, a, this choice of going down path A or path B. One of mm-hmm. them looks really beautiful and scenic mm-hmm. and just like it's, you know, sunny and all that kind of stuff. And the other one might look a little dark and dreary or yeah. or you can't see <laughs> anything. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. How, yeah. how have you kind of navigated and kind of, been able to get out of your way as you have gone along your journey? I think an example of that would be um, many moons ago, probably, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago or something like that, um, an example was that I had a friend uh, and her husband who used to always say, oh, you guys are doing so much. You're always doing something amazing. And, oh, I wish we could be like you. You're so lucky. They used to always say, you're so lucky. And I used to think, are we lucky? I don't know, you know. (laughs) I, I feel blessed. But I don't know if it's just pure luck. And then one day um, they were telling us, oh, my goodness, we've been offered these tickets to work at the Olympics in Sydney. Mm. And so they were, and they were so excited about it, and I was so excited for them. And the next time I saw them, I said, so have you got that already? And they're like, no, we're not going to do it. <laughs> and they had all these reasons why they weren't going to do it. And I thought, that's where we would have just made it happen. My husband and I would have been just like, that is something we want to do and we're going to make that happen. But we, uh, I guess we just get rid of the excuses and then move forward. Um, that's one example. Another example in, in my corporate life, I used to work for a, a global travel company and I had uh, reached a senior, senior level in the company and I'd been going, I guess I'd been going really well with my leadership roles and getting the different results and, you know, I was moving up the corporate ladder. And then I got to a point where I got a promotion that I actually started to think, you know, am I good enough? <laughs> and it, I feel I felt a bit young. I questioned whether I should have had the job. People who were reporting to me had, you know, 10 years experience and, you know, I had five and, um, you know, some of them were 10 years older than me. And so I just, I was really questioning myself. And one day I heard one of those people talking about how they thought that they should have got the job. And because mm-hmm. I was feeling insecure, I turned that into that he was saying, I didn't, I shouldn't have had the job. Right, <laughs> right. In my head, I turned it around to about me. And it was really all about him. But that's when I had what I call my eat, pray, love, you know, the books, the movies. <laughs> yeah. I had, my, I had my bathroom floor moment. <laughs> Nice. I was like, oh, my God, they can see through me. I shouldn't be here, da, 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 da. And I was just, all of my insecurities came pouring out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I was literally on the, on the bathroom floor in a hotel because we were at a conference in a pure, white, pristine, gorgeous bathroom, and I'm on the floor with a ball in my head. Um, but what came of that was during that night, I went, this has to stop. You know, I'm on this downward spiral of mm-hmm. like questioning myself and losing my confidence. And, you know, it just needs to stop. And I just went, right, as of now, that stops. Mm-hmm. And the next morning I got up and I went and spoke to that person and started making decisions for a more empowered self. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of a journey for me of like getting back to where I was and then taking it even further. 
So it sounds like it was a decision. It was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a decision. <laughs> and I, 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 you know, I, it sounds simple, and it can be simple, and it can be hard. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's so much wrapped up in that. This seems to be like a theme that has been coming up in so many of my um, discussions with clients and colleagues lately about mm-hmm. this whole intention setting thing. Yeah. And how when you're in the vibration of of your highest self intention rather than your lowest self intention, yeah. that things, opportunities, resources, all of these things come to you. Um, you know, you attract them. Yeah. And, and, and I, I'm just like, this is all coming up as you're talking. I'm like, oh, this is exactly like how this looks mm-hmm. when it's in action. So I just had to say yeah. that. No, it's true. And when you were talking about being in that vibration and that, and that mindset, I do a lot of work, uh, through my business with writing people's business stories or their brand story. And I've now, I've worked with hundreds of people on creating their story. So um, some of those people have been global business leaders, entrepreneurs, coaches, authors, and elite athletes. And what blows me away with this process, I've created this process on how to create people's stories, um, is probably, I don't know, 90% of the time or something, people end up emotional when I read back their story to them. So I, I sit on the, uh, a call with them or sit with them and I do sort of like a fishing expedition and I'm looking for the message and I'm just sitting asking them all these questions and they're telling me all these different stories. And there's a point where I go, oh, that's, that's it. That's the nugget. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'm, I'm scribbling it down and all of a sudden I've got this inspiration. I'm writing their, their business story for them and, and with them. And I couldn't understand for the longest time why so many people were getting so emotional because I was using their words to create these stories. (laughs) But somebody said to me the other day that what what the process was for them is that everybody's got a shield up and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're hiding behind some sort of shield. And I don't know if everybody does, but anyway, um, most of us have some sort of shield that we protect ourselves with. and, And when I'm doing the story, I'm able to pick the nugget and reveal their true self. And that's, I think, the power of people. They come out and as a leader, if they can just work from that space, it's so incredibly inspiring. And that's such a a big point that you just made because I think that, you know, that shielding or guardedness or, or whatever it is that we, like, I think we have a tendency to believe the bad stuff about us more than the good stuff. Or believe that we, um, that even though we've overcome a lot of, of stuff, Mm -hmm. that it's still not maybe as impressive as someone else overcoming their stuff. So I think what you do is you kind of like hold this mirror up to people and allow them to see that, oh my gosh, you're brilliant. You know, you're Mm -hmm. so awesome and you, you, triumphed over this and yeah. it, that's what I'm imagining as you're, as you're telling yeah. that. And that's so true. When I'm sitting there, I'm sitting across from the person and not once have I gone, oh no, this person doesn't have a story. And every single time I'm sitting across going, this is amazing. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. Oh, I love hearing this. And I'm always so grateful that people are sharing their stories with me. Yet on their side, they're sitting there thinking, I don't have a story. She's not going to be able to find a story. <laughs> 
Well, if we didn't all have a story, I wouldn't have a podcast. So <laughs> that's right. And what you were saying again was about you know being able to portray that in your well, I can't remember the exact wording that you were saying, but being able to show that true self, I guess. Um, we've got to, we're doing a thing where we work with people to actually be able to show that online because mm-hmm. it's so easy to come across as everybody else. Um, you know, like that's, you know, we can easily copy or see what other people are doing and sort of go down that stream. And I think it's even harder to online or on a website or even a podcast to be able to show something unique without unintentionally copying the way that everybody else is going and in turn sort of becoming a bit vanilla. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's, and it's, I think it's about adding the, the personality and the flair, which comes through what people have overcome and through their story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and I, I'll just share a little bit because I, you know, named this the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Um, Get Out of Your Own Damn Way is my my new brand that I developed about a year ago, and it was born out of my frustration of getting in my own damn way. Uh-huh. So, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was kind yeah. of a, a probably a, a similar kind of eat, pray, love bathroom moment as to what you're talking about, yeah. where I had and a breakthrough. I, yeah, and it's right. it's amazing what what happens when you get very clear about your message. And mm-hmm. then how everything aligns with that. Yeah, yeah. It's important, I think, for uh, anybody in life. But I think if you're a business leader or you are a person who's running your own business, which is still a business leader, um, being able to do that and work through that is such a strong asset. And I think it brings success. You're either going to be attracting uh, teams or followers or clients because your style is true and authentic. And right. people like that. People like real. Yes, they do. They do. And that that vulnerability is super important and really scary. (laughs) It can be really, really scary to to show your own tribe what your flaws are and where you're floundering and and all of that. That's right. So I found that when I had my own experiences through travel that I was constantly having to – work through my uh, my own fears and to show up as the best version of myself. Whether um, I'm living in a ski resort town now in Canada and, uh, you know, standing on top of that mountain deciding to go down, I'm, I've had times where I'm not kidding, my legs have been shaking. I'm like, you know, can I yeah. do this? Whatever. And that I just, but I love it. So I just keep going back. I think I love that adrenaline of pushing myself further <laughs> But if it's that or whether it's been, you know, an experience traveling through Africa or wherever those experiences have shown up, the same fears have shown up when I've been representing myself in my business. I start to question myself or, you know, is this the right thing to do? I start to get a bit nervous. And it's mm-hmm. even though they're completely different aspects of my life, they're both the same emotions showing up and being able to step through those to make the courageous decision is what what I'm teaching people. Exactly, and that's exactly what I teach people too. I actually, um, I'm known as the fear whisperer, yes. and I, I help people change their relationship with fear. So exactly those moments that you're talking about, when you are questioning yourself, that's a signal that something's meaningful and yes. that <laughs> you can be on the right path. Not necessarily, but it often when we're talking about business women, which we are, 
Because, yeah. you know, we know we're on the right path when we get that fire in your belly or that mm-hmm. butterfly or those shaking knees on the mountain. <laughs> I love that. I love that metaphor. So, and, and instead of stopping or quitting or going a different direction, you know, mm-hmm. when you're on top of a mountain, there's really only one way down, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Yeah, you've made that decision. And they say that, um, what's the statistic? Something like, sorry, um, I think it's that, anyway, we'll say the majority of people quit when they get to 90% of the way towards achieving a goal. Mm -hmm. And so that would be like getting up the mountain, (laughs) you know, you've done whatever to get there and get up there and then quitting before you're going down it. You know, it's actually... Not you're missing out on that last little bit, and apparently that is quite normal um, in business and in life that people do the hard work, and then at the very last minute when it really gets challenging and it really gets scary, that's where um, a lot of people pull out, and they were so close. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I mean, I I can attest to that. I, you know, being a business owner is, uh, you know, you're on the top of the mountain a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and especially when you're taking risks and trying new things and, you know, bringing your business to the next level and getting different levels of support on your team and stuff like that. Uh, there's just so many opportunity for that. And I can totally relate to that because I have, you know, I get to that point sometimes still where I'm just like, yeah. is this really, really, really where I want to be? <laughs> yeah. Why am I doing this? This is just a waste. Oh, my goodness. You know, all those little I voices. Know. I'm not good enough. La, la, la. Yeah, that all comes up. But uh, I does. think the truth is that if you stop and uh, at that point uh, in my business, whenever I'm questioning something about putting, particularly putting out um, an article that I'm about to write or something, I'm like, oh, no, does this come out right? Or, you know, I really uh-huh. want to make sure that it's the right way. I stop and think for a second and think, okay, this is, like you said, it's obviously something big and important because it makes you feel this way, whatever that way is, the emotions that are coming up. So it is important. So I think two things. What if it, um, what if I don't do it? You know, how will I feel if I don't do it now? <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, I've worked so hard to get to this point. I might as well just keep going. Um, or else I start to think about the people that it could help. You know, I'm denying that. You know, these people are waiting for this message or this article or the steps or advice on how to do X, Y, Z. And instead of being about me, um, thinking about them helps me walk or take that extra step or jump off that mountain. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I, I love that. I just wrote that down, too, because that's so important. I think, you know, because it sounds like we both work with uh, similar um types of clients as we talked yeah. about pre-show which is you know mm-hmm. people who yeah. have big missions and stuff like that and yeah. we do get really caught up in that and it, there's this this um struggle i think between our own self-perception or sometimes self-critic and mm-hmm. our um extreme calling to be of mm-hmm. service to other people and yeah. so when you said that like you know you you have to look at it as you know who who am I not helping by by it's, I kind of call it like well how how dare you be so selfish that you don't share that's your right. gifts with the world? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can sit here and just do nothing, or you could actually use it. It is selfish not to use it. I agree. <laughs> yes, and and I yeah. get that way too. Sometimes when I'm writing an article or you know 
a book or whatever, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I go too far with that? And those mm-hmm. are the moments where I'm like, no, apparently that needs to be said and heard. I mean, <laughs> and I do yeah. that when I'm speaking all the time. Things fly out of my mouth, and I'm like, apparently someone needed to hear that. <laughs> I love that. Apparently somebody needed it. That's good. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So I, I love those tips. I, I think that those are some real golden nuggets that you just shared about, you know, that that precipice that we have in our work of, you know, what if we're at that point of should I share it or not, and then asking yourself mm-hmm. those questions is so important. So what, you know, people need to, to see this, or what if I don't share it? Yeah, those are, those are great questions yeah. to ask. Well, I had, uh, when my children were young um, and not at school yet, I had my business, but I was choosing to work out, you know, how it could work with raising a young family and so forth. And um, at that time, the majority of that time, 10 years worth, actually, I worked with just corporate clients because my corporate clients came from referrals and I could just do it all over the phone. So it was very easy to be doing that while raising a family without having to travel and so forth. And I would be coaching these leaders, business leaders, who were very capable and very senior. I only worked with the, the senior executive level of, uh, of, of business leaders. They had to have uh, usually 80 to 100 people reporting to them was the niche that I was in. And it was interesting because as amazing and phenomenal, incredible people that these were, quite often I would speak to the males and they'd be like, I did this, 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 and this, and I shouldn't have done that, and I did this and that, and can you help me with this, you know? <laughs> and then the females, and, you know, I'm, this is not condescending because it's me to a T, were like, ah, oh, should I do it that way? I'm not sure. What will he feel? What will he, you know? And we really it's, do have to yes. figure out a dialogue. <laughs> it is, and, you know, and it's not, it's not bad, but, you know, I understand, like, there are stereotypes for a reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But women tend to be more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, it's not not all women are like that. But, yeah, the majority of women that I work with, we are. We like to discuss it and get it clear and, you know, get it clear in our own heads. But sometimes we just need to step out of our own damn way. (laughs) Yes. But it's balancing that masculine and feminine energy, I think, which is a trick. And I think that, you know, business women, we – we have that task to to yeah. do that because I know, and um, my listeners know that I often um, draw parallels between business and dating. <laughs> so in my dating life, um, yeah. my my frankness and directness doesn't always get me points, um, but in business, it sure does. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I love it. That's so true. <laughs> information you're sharing. I know you talked about all your travels. I would love to know where you've worked and where you've been. Uh So, um, as I mentioned, I worked for a global travel company and that was just aligned beautifully with who I was, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, because I was able to travel through working with them as well um, and went to a lot of conferences and lavish balls and things like that working with them. Um, and also got to take advantage of some travel discounts um, and agent deals that were mm-hmm. offered back then, not as much anymore. So that was good. So I used to travel a lot when I was doing that role. Um, but the, when I started my business, we were in Tucson, Arizona with my husband's work. 
Mm. And it actually, uh, I had a visa in the U.S. that allowed me to do pretty much anything while my husband was working. I could I could uh, work or go to school or whatever I liked. So I really felt like, wow, this is such a great opportunity to mm. try something out. So that's where I opened my business and, uh, and uh, started off there. And then we went back to Australia and then uh, up to Canada. And uh, I've also worked in the Philippines. Um, mm. But whilst doing this um, and whilst traveling was part of my career, it was definitely a passion of mine from, I don't know, young childhood. And uh, my husband, who I met, has the exact same passion, and that was our connection when we met. Um, and we have now together and done stuff separately as well, but we've been to the seven, the seven continents. Mm. So it is a passion and a hobby and a love, and now we're sharing that with our three children and living at this ski resort town in Canada and, you know, currently planning our next trip up to Alaska. Mm. Um, so hopefully that's this summer. And we've just got back from Australia. We like to go and visit family and friends and keep our children tied to their roots. And, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so great. We've had a lot of – we've been very, very lucky in our travel experiences. And my husband's work is also involved travel. Uh, yeah, that's obviously what we're drawn to. And so mm-hmm. uh, when he has had many trips that we've been able to join him on as well. And, you know, through Africa and Europe and Asia. And it's been fantastic. Well, that's great, and I, you know, as, as I know, some people love to travel, and some people don't as much, or there's like fears around traveling. So I always love to commend people who who do travel and go to different cultures and experience different things, because it does take a certain amount of courage, even mm. though people who do it don't always recognize it, but those of us yeah. who don't do it as much recognize yeah. it big time because they're like, oh, my God, yeah. that's so amazing. So yeah. that is so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I love meeting the people. And actually, I'm not a person who wants to do, you know, a 30-day trip through Europe and see, mm-hmm. you know, how many other countries. I really want to spend time in each place, and um, I'd rather just stay in one or two places and get to know the culture and the people there. It just, oh, it lights my fire. Um, yeah. And then I'll come back and go back to those other places another time. I'd really like to, uh, I just really love getting to see the cultures and the stories of people. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds like you have climbed many a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> There's been many mountains. My husband is a mountain lover. <laughs> there many mountains. There's been many oceans. We've yeah. spent some life in Antarctica. That was a different experience. Oh, and, wow. Uh, you know, the last time when we were going back to Australia a few years back, we went and stopped in Fiji, and we were just we've been so busy, like, moving from Australia to Canada and, Life had been hectic with three young kids, so we decided to do something different and go and stay in a in a resort, which we just don't do. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, was, and we, it was all, everything was catered for, and, and it was just bliss. We had such a great time. We absolutely loved it. But I think it was day three. It was like, we need to get out of here. This isn't real life. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many Australians here, and we're in TV. And oh. So we, uh, we went and found a local, and they uh, took us and you know, in their car. It was a, the concierge's brother or something. <laughs> he took us in the car for the day, and he took us to his kid's school and where he lived, and we met his family and where he went to his religious culture. And, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I think that's... Uh, 
and that's our, uh, even though we had such a great time at that resort, that other part was just so much more meaningful. Right, right. Well, it's off the beaten path. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Well, if you can believe it, Kate, we are almost out of time. It always goes so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we sign off, I want to make sure that my listeners have a chance to connect with you if they would like to learn more about what you do and, and how you help people uh, discover their message. Yeah, great. Um, there's two things, uh, Creelin, that I was thinking about that would be suited for your audience. The first is um, on April 22nd, we're actually, uh, I've collaborated with a la- another lady who's a website designer and website strategist, and the two of us are going to be holding a workshop in Kelowna in British Columbia, um, and it's not a workshop, it's a retreat, it's at a five-star resort for two days, and we're going to be working on people's personal brand to, you know, this is obviously my part, bring out their true authentic self so we can shine the light on it, and then we've got a professional photographer coming, and then the next day after they've had their headshots and their personal brand and everything, um, Angelique is going to be helping them put that into a website. So if anybody's interested in that, I can share that link. And the other thing is if that's not quite, you know, something where you're at or whatever at this stage, I do have um, an action guide that I would be happy to share with you uh, and your listeners for anyone who's wanting to step up and set some courageous goals. I put into an action guide all the steps and tips that I've shared with my, you know, from my corporate leaders to coaches, authors, everybody, and it's the tips that we've used over and over again to to reach our goal. Well, great. So tell us both links. So first for the retreat, um, how can people find out more about that? Well, would I be able to forward the, the link to you, Creelin, and we can put it underneath it? Okay. <laughs> Is that okay? Sounds good. Yeah, we can definitely do that. So do you, for both links, do you want to do that? Yes, that'd be fabulous. Okay, great. So if you're listening to this on the actual podcast page, you are probably looking at the links right now. And if you're on iTunes, head on over to www.krylyn.com slash podcast and look for Kate Wan's episode. And um, But we will have those on, on the website for people to click on so that because I like it easy, too, is just to rather click than to write it and remember to do it later. So mm-hmm. wonderful. So do you have any last-minute tips for my audience on how they can get out of their own damn way? I think the first thing is to think about how you would like to live your life. I keep seeing this quote in the last few days, and it goes something along the lines of, our, uh, you know, I think it's the Dalai Lama. But, um, anyway, the quote goes along the lines of, that the biggest mistake we make is that we think we all have so much time. So if you know what you want in life and you've got that clarity, then just step towards it. Hmm. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much, Kate, for being a guest on the show. Thank you for having me, Creelin. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more interviews of people who have learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. Are you a master at getting in your own damn way in life or in business? Let Creelin Peters, host of the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, show you how to tame your fear and embrace your greatness. Take her free quiz at creelin.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz.